gets here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook NRL podcast, proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Morgan's Choice SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. We are live in studio, not just any studio, the bloke in a bar studio. Kempi's been very generous uh, to lend us the use of his state-of-the-art facility for the NRL season in 2023. Very, very excited about that. That also means that we are live on YouTube. Big, big things happening for SC Playbook this season. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, but firstly, we're going to start with a bit of a bang. So there's been some big moments for mankind over the years. The moon landing, the Berlin Wall coming down, Joey Johns' origin game two masterclass in 05. Now, it's time for the next big moment in, in history. The next big moment for mankind. Ladies and gentlemen, for the Supercoach Spy. Spy. <laughs> Timmy Williams, how are you, mate? Mate. The people have been asking for this reveal for a long time and they've just had their first sight of you. God knows what's going through their head. The first thing I'm going to throw at you during this, this massive, massive moment in history, mate, what are you wearing? It's like 30 degrees outside for starters. Yeah, mate, it is warm, but <laughs> obviously, I mean, it's a work day. I'm here in the studio. This is what I wear to work and all important occasions, actually. So um, in saying that, am I allowed to take it off? Because it is pretty hot in here. Yeah, mate, you can take it off. Give That's it, pretty good. Give the, give the people they want. They want to see you in the flesh. Oh, let's get rid of this. <laughs> How's that? I'm trying to work out if the stash is real or not. It has to be. It has to be. You're a good-looking rooster. A lot, a lot of people said to me over the years, Spy, that they're asking, what do you do for work? What do you look like? And I said, mate, he's a spy. Like, I don't know what else you, you think this boat does. So uh, there's living, breathing proof that you are a spy indeed. Also with us. This season, producing the podcast, one of the greats. Uh, it is Maddie the Waterboy, who at the official launch of Supercoach overnight, woke up this morning, he's in a foul mood because he's 27 trades, he saved from last year, didn't carry over. <laughs> Maddie, how are you, mate? I can't believe it. I was under the impression that I'd get all my trades from last year and, <laughs> and here we are. Here I was at 12.01 this morning, opened Supercoach and I had the same amount of everyone else. How, how disappointing. Thought he just produced an absolute masterclass, Maddie. Uh, Mate, you're back in, in the hunt for overall glory again this year. We, we had to twist your arm a little bit, but I think we've got you. Yeah, I think, so last year I kind of did it without, like last minute when you guys were doing the, the other show, Beers and Break Evens, and I was like, yeah, I'll just do it. But then I didn't really commit to it. Now I have a lot of time to really commit and really think about my team. I've joined a draft. I'm going to join the same people's group of, of Classic as well. So <laughs> I've got about six weeks to, to put it all together. Maddie, we've only just met, mate, but yep. I like your head's in the game. Even though the failed masterclass didn't come across <laughs> with your trades, it shows your thinking, and I think that's going to worry a few people, mate. So I'm with you, mate. Maddie, Thank, thanks so much. The best thing about this podcast for me, my eye, enjoy it so much. While I know you're going to enjoy it so much, the guru's not sitting there in our ears dribbling <laughs> each episode. Like it's just so good to have the studio to ourselves, mate. It's very different, isn't it? Like oh. even even like. Even when Denon isn't here, Guru is still here sometimes. I think I see more of the Guru than I see Denon these days. Um, so, yeah, it's quite, quite a different, different uh, 
mood around here without the guru the guru on the desk yeah actually, i don't know where he is right now he, he pays rent and stays in this studio and just sleeps sleeps underneath the bar each night so uh anyway guys speaking of kempy and bloke in the bar 50 percent off everything sale everything in their store for 50 hours from feb 1 at 6 p.m head to bloke.shop to get in on the action on that one um campy's practically giving away the big fella they've got some of the classic gear in there new tees i believe coming out so very exciting head to that and check that out uh guys what's in store for sc playbook this season a hell of a lot so we're looking to expand into a lot more video content this season obviously off the back of being able to do the podcast in studio very very exciting stuff that means youtube of course so jump in and subscribe to our youtube channel at sc playbook still obviously sending the audio onto spotify apple soundcloud all those avenues if that's easy for you and you've been that horrified by the spies mug that you can't sit through another minute of this podcast <laughs> if so that's sweet no dramas uh we'll be recording plan is to record every single tuesday afternoon we've got a ripper panel each week so obviously uh those who've been around sc playbook for a bit longer would know that few interstate contributors, Clementine, Desi Creek's now moved up north, Wilson Carlos, Nick Moon, a few of them, they won't be able to come on. So it'll be the regulars uh, throughout the Tuesday afternoon podcast, myself, Spy, obviously we'll have Matty here each week to lend a hand and a bit of advice. Adam DeRussi, the stats guru himself, will be on here. Uh, and then we'll get these people on and the rest of the contributors throughout the season at different stages. We'll get them down to Sydney for that one. Uh, in the meantime, we'll be doing a Thursday afternoon podcast starting later in the pre-season where I'll get those, those people on, Desi Walsh, Clem, etc., etc., and we'll get their trades, their thoughts for the week, answer a few questions with them so that we, we want to be hearing from them as well because they've got plenty to say. Also, uh, on our YouTube channel, we'll be dropping weekly clips from Bloke in a Bar, Beers and Break-Evens with The Guru. We started with two episodes last week. Uh, and now, of course, the SC Playbook podcast will be going up there as well. Uh, the, all the articles on the website at scplaybook.com.au, that'll be launching this week from Wednesday or Thursday, Thursday, I should say. Uh, we're also on TikTok this year, Spy, so if they don't get enough of your melon across Insta, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok's another avenue for you. Yeah, them. download it, get on TikTok. Um, I'll have to do the same myself. Yeah, you'll have to, mate. So very, very exciting things in store. On today's show, pretty straightforward this one. The game launched, what, less than 24 hours ago. We got our first early look at the Spies team on today's episode. Uh, we're also going to chat about the new the new buy schedule around the origin period, which has popped up again only in the last 24 hours. Our early reactions to that uh, in coming weeks on the podcast with full team on deck, we'll do things like fixture analysis, cheapy analysis, all these sorts of things. Uh, so plenty, plenty to get through this preseason and Spy, I'm bloody excited for it. Mate, let's get into the first topic of the SC Playbook NRL season end. It's the changes to the origin buy period schedule are from the, from the gods at Supercoach HQ. Probably the only major change I'd say to Supercoach this season. First things first, I believe there's two extra rounds. Uh, well, there is two extra rounds in the NRL season to make up for that. Four extra trades for us to play with th throughout the season. But the big change... During those three major buy rounds, the ones that have crippled the worst super coaches in the past, they've given the, the best, most tactical of super coaches the opportunity to jump a few extra ranks. They will take the 13 best scoring players from your super coach team that week, and they will be your scorers. So if you have 17, it doesn't matter, it'll take the 13 best, your four lowest scores, they might all be HIAs, early injuries, whatever, your 13 best. What's your take on this, Firstly Spy? Because the way I see it is that essentially the bridge between those elite players in Supercoach uh, and then the everyday casual players, it narrows just that little bit. However, with all the hysteria around it early on across social media, I don't think it's as big an impact as we think it's going to be. 
Yeah, look, obviously social media loves a bot. Mm. Uh, that's, that's part of the fun of it at times. But if you think about it uh, in theory, in practicality, then how often would we actually have 13 or more players anyway on a major bye mm. week? Like well, we've got three this year coming up. You don't necessarily want to pull your side apart. Trades run short. It does look like a lot of trades when you run in, but uh, when you log in, sorry. But those two extra rounds, it's actually not that many extra. So you, I say it every year, the start of every podcast opener, will run short on trades. We just know we will. It's going to yeah. be round 25, 26, and we're going to be saying, I wish I had a couple up the sleeve, uh, except maybe Matty over there. But this year is going to be yeah. different, no doubt. Matt, Matty's just sitting there going, <laughs> hold my beer. <laughs> uh, and, and you're right, mate. It is a bit like that. So I'm with you. And the fact that there are three major buy rounds to navigate means that it's going to be even harder to get a full 17 on deck for those weeks. So anyone running with 13 plus, there's still reward for the... The deepest thinkers in Supercoach who plan um, for days and weeks and months and years for those that buy period, ourselves included, because if you get 15 players and you get, you know, inevitably each week you might have an, an early injury or a HIA or a benching or something, uh, and they might get you five or ten points. Well, they're out of your team. You get your 13 best. So that is a massive, massive bonus. Um, but again, I like it because... While I think the, the better, more strategic players in Supercoaches have been disadvantaged just a little bit as a result of all of that, at the same time, we have to remember us diehard Supercoaches that, I don't know what the number is, but maybe 75% of Supercoaches out there are casual players and they get to that origin and buy period and it just becomes too much for them uh, and they do tend to lose interest and this is where the zombie teams come in for the back end of the season. <laughs> this year, I think that should help that because there won't be too much damage done to their teams. Yeah, 100%. I think it's a good thing. Um, as you said, it maybe disadvantages the diehards a little bit. But at the end of the day, if you're having a good season and you're doing doing things well, you're still going to end up at the pointy end. Mm. And it's going to come down to those big trade decisions. There's those 50-50s throughout the year. It's probably not going to cost you a comp that you had one less on a buy round because yep. someone else didn't have the full 13. Sure, it helps, but I think it's a good thing. It keeps a, a good general base for everybody keeps those, those newer players of the game who really want to stay put to the end of the season, they can actually do it now. And I'll say to people throughout the year and say, don't worry about the bye weeks. Get your side together. You get your best 13. You might only have nine or ten, but then you're only three short, three or four short. So I like it. Um, it's a bit of an extra test, but uh, for anyone who's just had a kid, it's probably not a bad thing either because time does run a little mm. bit short. Um, it might just take a little bit of that annoying pressure off where sometimes you're like, I've just got to do that little bit extra. Um, we're both competitive blokes. We want to win. Um, might just throw a bit of time uh, for everyone to do something in everyday life. That's not a bad thing. That's highly, highly <laughs> unlikely, Spy, but uh, it's, it's a dream for all the, the partners out there, be it male or female. A lot of great female listeners of the podcast in the SC Playbook community. There are. Um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting time of year. And that's the, the big thing for me is, so we, we obviously get the 13 players that week, but there's also, let's be realistic, a bit of luck around that period where enough of you've had to sit in there, there's all of a sudden two injuries on top of a couple of origin selections, and then they get a run and, and people who may have even not planned that well get a bit lucky with players or, you know, a player from another team, you know, gets an injury the week before and then you find yourself a bit unlucky. So it's like the, the weeks where some team has been lucky enough with a bit of Supercoach now as well to jag 17 players uh, and then another person's had a bit of an unlucky patch in the two, three weeks leading in around numbers and they have 10. It's like, all right, there's a three-person swing there. 
with a bit of obviously you know the you take your highest scoring player so it'll help but it's not going to tear things apart is it yeah, it won't tear it apart but i'll tell you what it's still a good advantage if you're good enough Ooh, to yeah. get 15 16 on any bye week you basically get three three swings at three blokes if they don't score well it literally doesn't matter mm. uh which means you can take cheaper high upside guys who might go off and if they don't it doesn't matter or you can just you know really have a have a swing at a couple of blokes that you might not on another weekend um i don't mind it i mean it's only been it's only pretty recent news so we'll see how it looks as the season goes on but i think just jump on board guys and just enjoy it for what it is there's changes often and yeah the game's still as awesome as ever, so yeah, get involved I and, like it. and just I'd, run with it. I could change this opinion before the season starts, big chance, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to give a thumbs up to it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's too bad, and I think we all need to cool the Jets a little bit. I think for the, it's the best thing for Supercoach that we're keeping players active for a longer period of time. Guys, the SC Playbook subscription is available once again this season. Uh, if you want the NRL Supercoach package for the season, $40. The full package gives you access to our NRL, AFL and Big Bash content at the end of 2023. Uh, for $50. If you're into your AFL side of things, jump over and check out the socials for that as well. Going gung-ho at that in 2023. Uh, what does that get you? Firstly, access to additional premium articles on our website each and every single week. Access to our WhatsApp group, Spire, which uh, popped off a little bit last year. They were a fantastic, I thought, initiative to bring in to get the community together. WhatsApp this year, there are a lot of, uh, not a lot of, a few people asking about getting on Discord this season and uh, had a couple of really good in-depth chats to people about doing that. It was basically came down to running another website and I don't have time for that. Everyone helping out with SC Playbook doesn't have time it's for that. Lot, I was yeah. like, I, I did have a really good look into it. But what's coincided with that is that WhatsApp has introduced communities. So instead of having 10, 15 different conversations going on in your WhatsApp groups, there's a one SC Playbook community that you get access to as an SC Playbook subscriber. Within that community, you have your channels, uh, your groups of the SC Playbook NRL contributors. The SC Playbook, which is where only the contributors chat, all the subscribers get to see our trades every week, our late moves, our late skipper changes, our strategy talk, all of that. And then of course, there's the subscriber only group uh, where the community sits there and chats, gives team feedback, all that sort of thing. We jump in there and give feedback as well and our thoughts from all the contributors. So WhatsApp, plenty of uh, plenty of things to do with that one. Just on WhatsApp, one thing I really like about it and hopefully it does interest some people is some pretty good feedback, but it might be a case that's an hour out from a game on a Friday or Saturday and all of a sudden I've had to change your heart on something. I can put on that a little voice message as to why I'm doing it and what I'm doing and people can have a listen and they can reply from there. It's beautiful. I don't necessarily have to be on a laptop to log into Discord and that, which is a great idea, but it's just not as practical. So I really like that about WhatsApp. We stay up to date right to the minute with everybody involved in that. That's it, mate. The, the subscribers in that community, they're, they're so good with late mail and all that as well. The last minute team drops, it's all in there. They jump over it like, like a rash. So happy days there. Uh, also, our major unlimited group prize will be announcing that in coming weeks. Going to blow the last couple of years out of the water. Super, super exciting. That will be available to subscribers only of the website. There'll be minor prizes as well for non-subscribers, so you don't have to. Uh, but that will be up there. I'll be doing a Q&A each and every week once again this season. This year we'll expand on it, not, not just through WhatsApp to answer your last minute questions, but might even look to try and get some Zooms in there, get some face-to-face -face sort of stuff, um, video of some sort, maybe even podcast Q&As, all sorts of things lined up for that. Plenty more incoming for the SC Play Playbook subscription package this season. Head to the menu on site at scplaybook.com.au to find the subscribe tab. Spy, I'll shut up now because they're sick of my dribble. Um, we'll put all the business side behind us. And let's talk about Supercoach. We start with your team reveal for 2023. Now, obviously, early disclaimer, 
This isn't going to be the exact team you're going to run out in round one. Things are going to chop and change, especially your cheapies. Blokes will get injured. Blokes will get new roles. There might be some dual positions added. Let's start from the back, though. And at fullback, you've gone with James Tedesco and Tom Draboyevich, a pretty popular combination. Yeah, look, it's, as you said, it's, it's pretty early days. I like to call this my train-on squad. Many will get cut. Some will survive. <laughs> um, it all depends on trials, how guys are looking, injuries, team lists, round one. But... I quite like the look of my initial train-on squad. Maybe they'll all be there. Could be a miracle. We'll see. But at the back there, Teddy at the moment is just that one you lock in. Um, maybe I'll look closer to the season and, and see if there's some other options. But only question mark on Teddy may be, he obviously played the World Cup and he ran the ball about 6,000 times It's been that month. a big... 12 months for Teddy. So there's every chance he's going to be a little he bit weary. He didn't many games in the World Cup either. Yeah, so he, he potentially starts a little bit slow because he's weary. That's my only thing. He's really fit at the moment. Uh, but it's something I've got to have a think about and maybe see if we can chat to some people um, with a bit, bit of a knowledge around that about how he's looking because that's my only question the, mark the, on the Teddy. The thing is, though, you, you know, if he is injury-free, he should be – and there's no reason to believe why he shouldn't be. He'll be fit as a fiddle. The Roosters have that really nice early draw, that Dolphins game <coughs> in round one, which – Round one in Supercoach is always disappointing. There's always low scoring. Yeah. Teams are dusting the cobwebs off. You think they do it in trials. They don't. They do it in round one, round two, round three. But that Dolphins game looks too good to be true. So he just looks that really good early captaincy decision for me. And the other thing at fullback, and we'll obviously touch on each position here today before going in depth later in the season. The fullback position, it's an interesting one. Pappenhausen... Seems like he's in a lot of doubt for round one. Even if he is back, he's top dollar, coming off a lengthy injury. You cannot, you cannot take you him. You, everyone knows yep. he's like my favourite guy in rugby league, but it's a bad injury. And, mate, fingers crossed, honestly, that he just gets back at some stage next year. Yeah. That would be a great positive. Um, but supercoach-wise, you couldn't pay that much for him. Exactly sure right. And Latrell Mitchell, um, now, I get quivers saying this because it – <laughs> shot my supercoach season in the foot last season, not buying Latrell the week before he went berserk. Um, I may have got in a certain ponger of the Kalen variety that week who lasted five minutes, got HA and didn't play again in the season. Uh, enough of that, and that way we brought up again in 2023, yeah. so get, a, get your giggles off early. Um, but Latrell and the Bunch have a super hard draw to start the season. We said that last year and it didn't matter. Deja vu. But he's also a lot more expensive this year to start the year. Um, just not a lot of standout options for me in the fullback spot. <clears throat> if I've got money, Latrell's right there on the cards for me, I think. He's just doesn't seem to matter who he plays. We learned that last year. The Bunnies are a quality side, so he'll get his looks. He's just too good when he's running. But as you said, the price is the, the differentiator this year. You can get Turbo so much cheaper and it's a bit of a free hit with Turbo. Um, he may not start round one for me. There's obviously a lot to play out injury-wise in pre-season. I have a question for you around Turbo. And, and yep. again, this is the big one. I think even with injury history, you're mad not to start with him if he plays round one. Let's say if he isn't named for round one, which is a decent chance... They have the buy in round two. Let's say they say he's locked into round three return, which is where they're, it's a pretty soft draw. I don't have it in front of me at the moment, but I think from about round four, it goes quite easy. Would you start, could you see yourself starting with Tommy Turbo if he doesn't play round one, but he's guaranteed round three? No way, because we have boosts. I think yep. I wasn't overly aggressive on boosts last year. I'm probably happy to be so early in the year. Yep. Really set my side up this year. That's my early thoughts. I just want, if I can get a quality fullback in there, even Pongers, I know he's playing 5'8", probably not goal kicking, but he's like 400 and he's, he's really cheap. 
500k or something. But you just got to look when you're going through your initial side. Look at what they're priced at from an average viewpoint. Uh, Tommy Turbo, I don't have it in front of us at the moment, but he's priced on like I think he might have averaged 60 last year. Uh, yeah. And then I think that might even be reduced a little bit his price due to the limited games he played. So you're buying Turbo at an average of like so 56 or something, whatever it may be. We'll get you to have a look in a minute. But that's hard to pass up. And you know what? You start with Turbo. If he does get injured, which, you know, sadly is a chance, you've used one trade on him. Mm. If you go the other way around, he comes out, he scores 90 against the Doggies round one or 110 against him. Sadly, I've got Brookvale. Pretty enticing day game, hot weather. He could be awesome if he's going okay. Then you want to bring him in. Then you bring him in. Then he gets hurt. Straight away, you've used one, two trades, and you've barely got a run out of him. So it's kind of that early free swing. I don't like doing that with too many guys, but it's Tommy Turbo. Oh. So the, the upside is there, and the risk is pretty limited given what he's priced at. I actually wasn't burnt by him last year either. It was the, it's funny. It was the big, it's the big decision to start every season because he's – uh, invariably injured to start each year. He was the massive talking point last year. I didn't fall into it, didn't get bitten by it, thankfully at the enormous <coughs> price tag. That set up the season for a lot of super coaches. But again, he'll be a big talking point this season. Moving to centre wing, and this is where... Can I say one more thing? I've just thought of this, but Latrell went to Knowles over in the US last year and he came back as fit as yeah. I've ever seen him. We know what he did. That's exactly who Turbo's going to. Doesn't mean he's going to come back as well as Latrell did, but it could. Yeah, it's better than some blood drought manly way playing with his hammies, isn't it? That's it. Uh, Onto the centres. Hope, yeah. Well, and that we'll worry about that when it comes to it. But if he if he starts at centre, it's God. Well, dual positioning for starters. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the centre wing position, mate, and and this is where I'm not going to say it's an interesting centre wing position, but when uh, people hear what you've got in front of us, it's going to open up your cap <laughs> elsewhere because you have gone very cheap so far with a lot of placeholders. But when we say placeholders, there these cheapies that we plug into the squad early in the season based on expectation of starting round one. We think they will, but again, things change a lot. So they'll chop and change the cheapies. But the ones you've got in there all look relatively assured of a starting spot. You've got Isaac Thompson, Hamaso Tabuai Fido, Tyrell Sloan, Hayes Dunster, Paul Alamotti, and Jack Howarth. So, mate, a lot of them, a few of them pick themselves if they do get the start. Let's go Hamaso Tabuai Fido, Starting the season at 330k, Jules CT dub fullback at the Dolphins. I, even if he does get the starting fullback role, which we expect him to, I don't know if there's points in there in that team, mate. I, barring really cheap, cheap guys, I will be avoiding Dolphins players like the plague early on. Yeah, I understand your logic, and I think a lot of people probably think that way. Hammer's far from a lock for me, but... Facts are, he's getting older. He's a very, very good footballer. Mm. So if he can bust some tackles, if he can make some runs at a line break, if he can have three line breaks in the first three weeks with his sort of upside there, he's so cheap. So what we'll find as we go up the page or down the page here is I'm going to be scoring my points in other positions. So Hammer only has to do some sort of job for me at that price. Uh, of course, the Dolphins is a concern. So that's where like trials come in. I'll be happy to watch how they're playing, how he's looking. Uh, but, I mean, I don't need too much out of him. If he could average 40 for me over any month, that'd tick a box. Obviously, he's got the upside to do more. But mm. I understand your, your reservations around him. Uh, but he's in there at the moment, and we'll, we'll see how we look. He's, come closer to kick yeah, off. He's cheap. We know there is upside there. I am calling trap early on. Um, I just yeah, so I have no faith in the Dolphins. Isaac Thompson's an interesting one at 336k. And I will say straight away that... 
Oh, I'm just sending up. I'm for the record. I'm seeing your team for the first time right now. Yeah. So, and you're missing a big, big dog somewhere, which we'll get to shortly. I'm excited. Yeah. So, <laughs> player prices do look inflated <clears throat> on last year, and you'll you'll see someone like Nico Hines at 900k and go, that is like a big price tag. Uh, the price salary cap has risen um, to coincide with the real life NRL salary cap. <clears throat> so that's why. What, what, if you want to get a general idea of the, the pricing and how it's all looking and what are you paying for them, I tend to go on averages. 100% at, at averages. Least, at least until we get a, a, a better feel for what the prices actually are. But you go, all right, um, such and such is av- average 60 last year. They're at this price. I see them averaging more than that this year and particularly early on against a soft draw. All right, that's where I see value. So just, I think it's a bit easier to go off, off averages that's early. That's all you need to do and it basically means... Maybe not to the exact dollar, but if Hines, for example, averages the same as last year, he'll hold his price. That's about it. Yep. So don't worry too much about price because you look at that and you go, wow, that's a lot. Uh, but it's all about averages. That's how it works. Isaac Thompson, 336K. Maddie, I'm going to throw it to you here. So for anyone uh, new to Maddie the Waterboy, doesn't listen to bloke, be mad if you don't. But <laughs> there's a few of you out there, I'm sure. Uh, mad Bunnies fan, diehard. I, I think you were you were in the parade, were you, back in 2000 when they were marching to get back in the competition? You know what? I actually watched South Sydney Story on the weekend <laughs> when they came back. Um, yeah, For the I was fourth in, time this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was when I was only about five years old, but my dad took me down to the march. And I've got a... I, for those watching, there's a South tattoo on my wrist, so yeah, big fan of the... Cam Murray the was at the same parade, <laughs> getting pushed around in a pram by his dad, also a South Sydney player, so you could have been side by side with Cam Murray. Oh, you never know, you never know, could you? <laughs> now, Maddie, the Bunnies' back line, uh, yep. I suppose the back five in particular, Latrell will be at fullback, Alex Johnson will be one wing, Campbell Graham will be one centre... Where do you see the other centre and wing slots going to start round one? Well, round one, Tane Milne is suspended, so he's... I just. Confirmed, he's definitely suspended for round one. He he's available round two. Now I don't know that he would have got that spot anyway. Like it's cer- he, certainly not his spot. Like he did have it in the finals last year. He played well in round twenty six. He played well against the Sharks. He played well, but he made. But then he he also had some brain explosions. Mm. Isaac Thompson, to my knowledge, wasn't available. And now the way everyone seems to talk about Isaac Thompson, me included, he's only played two NRL games. He hasn't actually been around for that long he wasn't even playing a few years ago he started um, playing nrl again at the start of last preseason didn't he after yeah. like a five-year layoff yeah he dropped like 20 kilos or mm. something it was something like that now i'm pretty sure that i would have backed thompson to get that spot anyway but it's certainly not locked in and if you look at the first three rounds for the rabbitos you've got the sharks so he's up against ronnie and siffer mm. He's got the Panthers, so he's up against Tungo and May. Then he's got the Roosters, and he's up against Tupo and <laughs> TBC. <Ooh>. So <laughs> if you want to go that South player, then I, I probably would go him, but he's certainly not, to me, he's certainly not locked into that sport. I guess, I don't know if this has anything to do with Supercoach, so please ignore my, uh, excuse my <laughs> ignorance, but I'm sure teams will kick to South wingers more like, because they want to, like, not kick to Luttrell. So I don't know if that works in his favour at all. But that would work for any Rabbitohs winger, I guess. Yeah, um, so he'll be on the right wing. He'll be on the right, yeah. Well, it could be, could be on the right wing. And yeah. who will be... What centre... Will Campbell Graham be on the left or right, do you think? Campbell Graham will go on the right, yeah. I would suspect. And then they'll put Tass on the left. Okay. I'm pretty Ta- sure Tass... Tass was outstanding, wasn't he? Tass is... I, I'm pretty, pretty certain he'll be locked in. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just on... 
Thompson there. I was just about to jump in and say, you know what, I, from the little bit I've seen, and after Tane Milne's explosions last year, with he had two or three high shots, been twice, that won't sit well with the coach. I like Thompson. And then you mentioned the first three rounds. <laughs> Sharks, Penrith, Roosters, Roosters that's yeah. not ideal. Um, but he does have a good work rate, so I might double-check his work rate later. Does like to run the ball, and he's playing outside Latrell. That's yeah. the thing. Latrell just hits wingers for fun. He, he just jam, it's a they just spot jam, to be. They have to jam in on him. So we'll do a bit of research in coming <clears throat> weeks and check what the wingers averaged when the trail returned. Yeah, because I'm pretty keen on him, and he's one of those guys. I'm having to take a punny and probably hold that spot. And, and if he doesn't, I'll go down to a cheapie in yeah. the first few weeks. And I think as well, he's a big, big boy. He's six one. He's massive. And that's what South are missing. They've got AJ on the wing, who's, mm. who's the finisher. Latrell shouldn't be touching the ball inside his own half, pretty much. So they need that big winger out there. So That opens up about 48 runs a game for him, actually, come mm. to think of it. <laughs> yeah, so close eye on Thompson. And the other thing is, Spy, so last year, what was bottom dollar? Was it 172? Yes. 172. This year, bottom dollar, I think it's a tick over 200. Yeah, about the 200. So there's already a sign of inflated. So where you look at 336, you go, the gut feel is, oh, it's a bit expensive. I mean, he's essentially around... 280 or something yeah, last year. 280, 300, yeah. whatever. Um, so a close eye on Thompson. We won't touch on your other ones for now. We will touch on, though, your one <coughs> strike centre you went with. You've gone very weak in the centres, but you've added Bizza. Brian Toto at 624k. Yeah, just the end of last season, he just got back to business a little bit. Uh, he ran the ball a lot more. We saw what he did in the finals. He was incredible. Grand final, he was... He basically was as close as you'd yeah. ever get to a Clive Churchill medalist at 50 to 1. I might have had a little few bob on him, so I was a little <laughs> bit uh, nervous going into that, but well deserved, Dylan Edwards, no doubt. Um, your, kid dinner, your kid didn't eat dinner that weekend, <coughs> did he? I wasn't that big a punt, mate. I'm half responsible. <laughs> um, so for me, Bizzer at this stage, Brian Toto, I'm just hoping his work rate maybe goes up a bit again. I'm almost certain, and it might be confirmed, that he was carrying an injury at different mm. stages of last year. If he comes in healthy after a nice off-season, he, he played the World Cup, then he's pretty awesome, and he's so good for base stats. You can just lock in those points, and if he scores, you're absolutely laughing. So I don't mind it. There's a couple options at that price point, but at the moment I've, I've stuck him in. The other thing I like about it is that uh, a couple of things. Firstly, they lose a creative hooker in Api Coruscant. Mm -hmm. So I think with Mitch Kenny likely to start there round one, he's more of a hard-working tackling hooker. He'll distribute to Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary. All day. No Viliami kick out. It'll likely be Luke Garner's spot there, who we'll get to very shortly. But I think with kick out gone, it has to bode well for Cleary getting a bit more ball on that right edge uh, with Toto on it. So I believe Taylor May's out the first two <laughs> rounds, is it? And then... There's a bit of talk about Toto going to the left edge. Is that right or am I making that up? I believe it is. I'll work it out. To be totally honest, I'm not sure, yeah. but that would but obviously... Regardless, that'd let, bode let's well talk again. about Toto on the right yep. wing. And the f what you do is you take him... If he does play left, you're absolutely cheering. You have to have um, him, yeah. But the Penrith right edge, the back end of last year, they started to show a bit of variation through that edge, which yeah, was good. Um, so he actually scored a lot more of his tries later in the season. Yep. He just wasn't fit enough to always finish last year. Like there are a couple where he would have scored hands down in previous seasons or early in the year and he just didn't crash over. So the numbers will be inflated if they play the same style and he's healthy, which you can only assume he is. So yeah, I think he's an exciting pickup. Um, hopefully it unders. I've got him as well, mate. I'll be liking voting. Tough draw to start the season, but hard to ignore. Moving on to your halves. We'll start at 5'8". Josh Schuster, Jules, second row forward, 5'8", 240k. He's almost bottom dollar and expected to start at 5'8 for Manly. You have to have him, don't you? 
Hard to leave out. Uh, He's the most owned player in Supercoach as it stands. Last year was an absolute shocker for him. That's an understatement. Mm. Uh, it seems he's got the Desi rev up, uh, who's not there anymore, sadly. But last year, he, he got basically dropped from the side. Uh, he looked, <laughs> with all respect to him, he didn't look overly healthy from a match fit point of view. Uh, hopefully in the trials, he walks out and looks a little bit trimmer. He's a big body anyway, so don't get uh, perturbed by that. But he's so talented. He's got a really good kicking game, which is we probably haven't seen a lot of yet. His passing game's good. And if he's healthy, he probably runs the ball a bit more. So at that price, you put him in. Uh, it's hard to go wrong. And if you need to make a move at some stage in that first month away from him, then we're all going to be probably in the same boat, to yeah, be honest. But uh, hard, to, hard to not have him. And he sat out of the World <coughs> Cup to, to get himself right, to work on his injuries, to get himself fit for the preseason. So yeah. I said, I think you've got to start with him round one. I think he's a... I shouldn't say... If he's playing as an 80-minute 5'8", I think he's worst case a 45 average. Best case, he could be like a 75 average player yeah, and potentially a keeper. Yeah, he could be anything. Uh, your other one's interesting. A bloke I've currently got in my side. I did an early squad reveal with Guru last week on beers and break-evens. Jump onto the Guru's YouTube channels there to have a look to watch that episode. Uh, also on the SC Playbook Spotify, Apple, podcasting, audio channels. So jump on there if that's your preferred medium. Uh, Adam Dewey, you've got him to start in your 5-8 slot, which is one of the more interesting ones to start the season. And Dewey's one of your boys. So is Matty Burton. You've got a few boys, to be fair, but uh, you've gone Dewey over probably the other popular option at 5-8, Burton, for the time being, 624K. I do have a few boys, but Adam Dewey is yeah. truly one of my boys, along with probably Pappenhausen and maybe Sammy Walker. Um, but I literally was going to name my side this year, Dewey or Don't We? So we'll have a think about that. Um, and I'm starting with Dewey. I cannot not do it. He's so good. What he did two years ago pre-ACL in a pretty bang average Tigers outfit was absurd. He averaged mm. something massive. Last year, he averaged okay, but he also played a lot of the games where the Tigers had they'd basically thrown the towel in. Um, it was pretty tough tough scenes for Tigers fans at the end and of that, last that year. that was my concern, Spy, because... <coughs> He pumped out 122 against the Broncos in round 20. Yep. After that, I reckon I jumped on him, as did a lot of people, and he was okay, again, in a pretty well-beaten Tigers outfit, but he battled. Scores of 53, 66, 41, 99, 57. Not horrible, and probably around about his average this season. He's priced off <coughs> the back of a 59-point average. Um, but I do remember watching him thinking, this isn't going to plan. So two things stand out to me there. <coughs> I didn't realise he got 99 the second last week. Against the, tig- the Dragons, so tig- it doesn't count. Tigers were playing like 10 juniors. Or like It was outrageous. Yeah. He's from work playing. The fact he did that, Roosters beat him at about 72 to 6. He scored 41. Like That's in a 72 to 6 drubbing. And that was one of the worst games I've ever seen him play. So his base is huge. You add in Isaiah Papalihi. Happy Coruscant, John Bateman, Johnny Bateman, like a pretty solid lineup. No, with some good Brooke, inclusions. No, no, Luke Brooks will give you a little bit more ball as well. Brooks, uh, oh Hastings, Jermaine, uh, Hastings, no Hastings sorry. there. Um, I love Dewey. I'll be hundred percent starting with him, and I expect big things. The only thing that would keep him down is if his knees aren't haven't recovered properly or something like that. But he's a star. Yep. he's just an accumulator. We talk about that on the show a bit. He's the ultimate accumulator. Uh, I assume he'll kick goals. Check that preseason, but he goal kicks as well. He's a weapon. He'll kick, yeah. Uh, moving on to the halfback <coughs> position. Very interesting. Nathan Cleary, locked and loaded. I don't think we need to go him, into him too, too much more. What we do need to go into is you've gone against the highly popular <coughs> combination of Cleary and Nico Hines. No, Nico. You've instead gone with Dolphins rookie Isaiah Katoa. 
Yeah, I, to be honest, my initial reaction was there was no way I was going to take Cleary and Dewey. Mm. It's just a lot of money when you need to get a squad around elsewhere. But I can understand why people want to do it. But it's an extra $700,000, uh, which you've then got to take out of the rest of your squad. So at this stage, I just wanted to get Katoa in. You've got Cleary there. I think Penrith might have a semi-early buy, so I'd have to pay Katoa that week. But... Look, you make sacrifices early in the season. That's one I'm willing to make. And I think Cleary should be outstanding again this year. Um, and Nico's obviously got a big year to live up to. Uh, can he can he replicate those numbers of last year? He may well, but obviously the test is there. Is, I feel like Cleary is probably a little bit unders with some injuries and stuff. So he's probably got more upside at this stage, is my early thoughts. I don't, I don't hate it. Uh, I don't just... <sighs> he's such top dollar. And look... A big say in that is the amount of genuine cheapies on offer to start the season, of course. Huge. Because if there's a stack of really good cheapies, I know that you'll just go, all right, stuff it. I can afford I to I can afford them, out. exactly. And that's why everything we talk about in preseason is so dependent on that first yep. team list of round one, especially the centres there. All depends who gets named. If none of them get named, we, yep. all of a sudden you have to bolster your CT dub <coughs> yep. and then you start plugging more mid-rangers in and it just can change the balance of your whole squad. Yep. So this is like an ideal side at the moment where you go, oh, I can fit them all in, but it may or may not happen. Um, but that's the beauty of pre-season. We'll do what we can and make amendments where we have to. So if the cheapies do emerge, sweet. I can see you starting with Nico. If they don't emerge, every man and his dog is going to have to cut one to two top dollar players and <coughs> there's every chance that... I can't see people not starting with Nathan Cleary. They'll be too scared. Nico could be a rapid fire sale before round one, pending teams. Yeah, it could be a pod of some description, but mm. we'll see. And it all depends how you set up your forwards as well. Uh, we'll get to mine shortly, but I've, I've got a few in there who I quite like. So it's, it's pretty good this year. I feel like there's a bit of variety around how you can take your sides, and that's, that's always a good thing. Yeah. That being said, Nico is locked and loaded in my team for the time being. Guys, Paddy and George are back on deck for the 2023 NRL season, supporting SC Playbook as they did last season. Very, very grateful for their ongoing support to the website and to the podcast. You've been listening to them talk a lot about home loans over the last 12 months on the show. Most people are probably thinking they're way off being in that position. Might be irrelevant to them, but they can get you a loan for pretty much anything. It doesn't have to be a housing loan. So if Santa brushed you for a PS5 this year, maybe the toolbox needs an upgrade, your boss is too stingy to chip in to get you a new one, well, Paddy and George are here, Spy. They can, uh, they can make the dream a reality. The best part of it, you don't have to sacrifice avocados for two-minute noodles. You definitely do that, mate. You eat two-minute noodles for breakfast for sure. Have them both, couldn't you? Yeah. Cheap avocados when they're on sale. If you can afford it. <laughs> if you can afford it, mate. But, yeah, I'll uh, speak to Pat and George and surely I can have that every day of the week. Avocados exactly and two right. noodles. They'll get you a loan. And you know what else I could get? What? One of my favourite ever footies was the Macca's footies of the late 90s. They're probably worth a mozza these days, so maybe I can pick one up cheap. Uh, maybe a thousand bucks somewhere. I'll get get the boys to sort me out on the that. The iconic uh, toy teddy bear cushion teddy bear cushion footy that they put out. No, I've got one of those. Yeah, back in the glory days when Maccas did mad gifts and not just shitty little tokens. Yeah, you might be a bit young for the Maccas footies. They used them in the NRL uh, about '98, I think it was, and they were outstanding. Joey John's special. Anyway, if you want your avo and your two minute noodles, Patty and George can sort you out with a loan. Uh, no. Also, the $129 fee is waived because you listen to this podcast. 
When you do get in contact with them, drop the code SC Playbook and they'll waive that for you. The loans are quick and easy. Money drops in the pocket within days. So after a few years of COVID giving us a bit of grief, treat yourself in 2023. Shoot them a message on their Instagram handle at Pat and George Mortgage Choice to get it all sorted. Uh, you can also jump into any of the articles on our website for their email, phone contact and QR code if that is easier. Nice. Spy, this is where your team gets interesting. <coughs> the Re- pack. Really interesting. Your back row and your front row, you've gone quite different to a lot of the teams I've seen thrown out there so far. Uh, let's start with Luke Garner. 435k, uh, a popular pick at this start, stage of the season. Looking likely to get that edge row vacated Edge spot, I should say, vacated by Viliami kick out the Panthers. Not a bad spot to be. Yeah, I initially had David Fafida in, who could obviously make his way into my side because he's, he's so, so dangerous. Mm. But Luke Garner, again, you compare what he did for the Tigers in really tough times. He's such a good try scorer. So what can he do for Penrith? It could be – I really, really think you should be starting with Garner. Uh, he's a great try scorer. He's got doubles in him on that left edge. Uh, he's a really, really good footballer, especially running a line. So straight in at that price, his minutes last year would have been what were they last year? Bring it up here. We've got sixty-six per 66, game last year. Um, so his average was down a bit, but again, the Tigers were in all sorts last year. He now joins a Penrith side outside Jerome Luai and Cleary. Lock him in. He's cheap. I think that lets you spend money elsewhere. Are you on board with me, mate, or are you maybe oh, not mate, on Garner? I'm number one fan of the Luke Garner <coughs> fan club. He's straight into my team, provided yep. he does lock down that left-edge role. And uh, I've said this sort of time and time again, but I just – players that star in ordinary teams, you just like – or have their big moments, you go, yep. how good must they be? And I always reference Luke Garner for one – and then AJ Brimson at the Titans. What he does up there, I'm like, imagine him playing for the Roosters or Panthers or something. So great, Brimo. And that, like, same with Dewey. You compare what yep. he did last year. Their side is so much better. So what's he going to do? Barring health dilemmas, he can only go up, surely. Let's talk about your David Fafita <clears throat> snub, who I've got in my side. I don't hate it, but I... Look, you're... First time I've ever said this, you're a braver man than I am, mate. <laughs> He's priced on a 66 average... And it felt like he did nothing last year. Now, the Titans look like an improved outfit this year. Not substantially, but they do look improved. Priced on a 66 average. Damn. To be honest, I didn't realise it was 66. That is pretty low, isn't it? Uh, he'll look after you, Spy. <laughs> I reckon I probably would have found out in the next two months. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's another bloke. You'd have to think he's fired up for a big season. Um, he, he copped a lot of criticism last year. Contract year, Maddie. Sorry? Is it <coughs> contract year for Fifi, do we know? Because that, that's a big one for the big boy. There you was a lot of... Yeah, motivation. Uh, like everyone needs that motivation. They didn't use him. There was, there was weeks last year I brought him in. I think you might have as well. And they just didn't feed him much footy. He ran a lot of decoys. Whether that was on yeah. him, the team, the game plan, or a bit of everything is more than likely. You just have to think he gets a bit more footy this year. Yeah, um, contract year. Contract year. Good thing for him. So we've had a live update. For feeders back in the side. <laughs> but right, I'm going to have to right. find him for who, and I'm going to tell you who in a second. Okay. Uh, the other thing we'll touch on there, a lot of people getting hyped over the him and Foz combination. Kieran Foran on the left edge. Chat out of Titans preseason is that he's on the right side <laughs> with Tana Boyd, who looks at this early stage to be getting the first nod of the halfback role there. So we Boyd and Fafida on the right edge. Foz and... Uh, who on the, uh, both firm are on the left uh, bro, edge. Yep. So, to be honest, I think everyone wanted to see him on the left edge outside Foz, but he's not a hard line runner anyway. Like, 
He's got that to get him the footy. That's what Furmore does. It, it's yeah. Foz goes to the line, straightens the attack, yeah. tightens up the defence, and he just goes whack. So he wants the early ball, and Tarnabo would give that. So I don't think it's the end of the world. And from the Titans' point of view, I think it's the right move. I don't mind it at all. <laughs> doesn't worry me. That's why we'll go through the back, the rest of your back row. Uh, that's my team. So I was wondering where, how quickly you got Dave Fafita in that one. <laughs> uh, mate, oh, two rippers here. Sean Lane and Angus Crichton. So uh, one of them has to go if I'm going to get Dave in. They That's will. The thing. Yeah. So Sean Lane, 724K. Amazing last year. Criticism would be career year. Can he keep it up in a slightly new power outfit? Angus Crichton, 697K. So essentially the money you've saved <coughs> down low has afforded you've, – you've put that into your second row and we'll get to it shortly, but your front row. Yeah, and with the second row, they're attacking second rows. They're, they get their base with attack. Uh, Sean Lane, I believe, and I will check this again, but he wasn't playing the full 80 to start last year, I don't think. And then he no, started he to started, do it. he started, yeah, a few Which less. does mean he'd be priced a little bit under just based on that. Uh, and he just got better and better and better, apart from probably the grand final. So um, 69 minute average last season. So if he's playing 80 or 77, because he gets an early spell here and there, I think there's upside, and he he was nearly the form part of the competition so for the last good. two months. I find it really hard to go against him. Uh, he offloaded just so, so often. Yep. He's a try scorer. He's got the same combination on that left edge. Paris two are going to be really good. Um, it's going to be very hard for me to leave Sean Lane out, uh, especially because I like him so much. Another one of my boys. It's hard to leave out your boys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Angus Crichton. Again, I think he speaks for himself. The, arg- the argument would be, you know, I'm, I don't think he is top dollar. I, I think he's probably coming off a down year by his standard as well. I'm also going at this stage a little bit heavy on the Roosters early on due to their early draw. They do have a, a, a buy somewhere between around three and five. Uh, and then from there, they go, it does become a difficult draw. They might be the buy around three and then quite a difficult draw from around four or five onwards for a few rounds. But it starts really good. So he averaged 66 points per game last season in 75 minutes per game. You see him improving on that average. Yeah, I thought he was pretty poor for the first half of the year last year. Took him uh, a while to find his feet, didn't it? And then He didn't once score until round 19. That's ins- and then he wow. scored one, two, three, four, five in the, last, in the last seven weeks. And guess who came back around then? Luke Keary on the left edge. Yeah. So it's Keary-Crichton combination. Sorry to do this to Matty, but he they did a job on the rabbits, Kiri and Crichton. It was over the young fella, um, and they just kept attacking him on that line. Ilias. They did. They, they what, again, it wasn't his fault. They just isolated yeah. him close line, and Kiri's so good at it, and Crichton was so good. He had a good World Cup. Again, my only query is maybe he's a bit weary after a big season in the World Cup, uh, but I've got some decisions to make there. Or I free up money elsewhere and stack my back row with those three big guns and garner on the bench that's another option mm. the roosters have dolphins warriors rabbitos bye okay so ripping first good two, two weeks yeah interesting yeah i don't mind it i don't mind it at all uh i said kiri being the key to that one so yeah. like everything you say spy question it at first but you often have a, a decent <laughs> reasoning out of it uh the rest of your back row there you've got jermaine hopgood trey mooney and an interesting one that i hadn't seen pop up too much but Justin Matamua at 230k. Now, obviously a bit of a placeholder, but we spoke off air and you think there could be a big role for him this year at the Tigers? Potentially. Depending how Sheens uh, wants to play it, he's probably one of their only blokes that could do a pretty good job in the middle of that ball-playing lock. They do not have a ball-playing lock. So you either don't do it, 
if you want to do it, he's probably going to be a man. How many minutes that sees, I don't know, but potentially they could be bigger. Uh, he's quite young. That's my only concern yeah. about him. Maybe he's not quite ready for those big minutes yet. There's massive raps about him. Uh, he played a couple of games last year to sort of get a taste. Uh, one to really keep an eye on. Um, and then if he's named on the bench, I, just, I think I expect him to get a good role. It just depends what other cheapies are around. Can I quickly mention the two other guys on there? We've got... I've Trey Mooney and... Jermaine Trey Mooney, really big raps out of Canberra. Um, if he earns a role on the bench, he could be outstanding for what I'm I think hearing. he'll get a role. But he's it just very good. It depends on the minutes, but at that price, he's basically basement price. I don't think it'll happen, but you spoke of Matamua <coughs> being a smoky to start at lock. The Raiders don't really have a ball-playing lock either. He could be a smoky so as well, so there's knows? some options there. And then just quickly on Hopgood, his numbers for Penrith Reserve grade were incredible we're yeah. talking like elite elite super coach he should be 100% owned providing he starts for para and even if he doesn't 300k we'll have a look at that closer but if he gets any sort of minutes he's an absolute weapon front row you've gone heavy now very interesting we've you've gone quite different to me we've got one gun locked in there but you've got joe tapany reuben cotter and Christian Welch, another one of your boys. You love him. He, he did some good things for you in Supercoach two seasons back. Unfortunately, he missed the entirety of last year, I believe it was. Poor bugger. Yep. Uh, one of the good guys in the game. And then Viliami Fafida as your cheapie. But you have spent up there. <clears throat> now, this is against what I do. I never spend up in the front row. I go for middle tier... Not plotters, but blokes that I'm happy to average 45 to 50 for the first four or five rounds before upgrading to the fallen guns. Being Joe <coughs> Tapney will be number one target. Payne Haas, another one. Um, it's an interesting approach, and I'm I'm not a big fan of it. Yeah, uh, I've never spent up in front row, mm. but I've got three specials in front of me. I'm not watching another Raiders game where Joe Tapney destroys them. He seems to have earned the trust now of Ricky down there. He, all he ever needed was minutes, and we yeah. saw what he did last year. Absolute freak in terms of work rate, offloads. He's a go-to guy for the Raiders now, along with um, Papalihi down there. He's, he's getting older as well, so Tafani's at a ripe age just to keep doing that damage. Yeah, big Papa will come out with a few kegs around the love handles as well. He takes a bit to work into the <coughs> so season. So Tafani, he is 94. Average on 66. So, again, you look at the price tag and you think, oh, it's pretty, pretty hefty. Yeah, but so it's 66 only 66, average. 51 minutes a game there. That's probably his floor this year, isn't it? Maybe he so gets So look at 60. this. He didn't go above 62 until round 16. Sorry, that is minutes. I was like, this can't be yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still, though, he went 71 in round six. First five rounds, he didn't get over 59. Then he went 71, 84. His big start scores didn't start dropping until around the origin period where he started just bashing out weekly 80 pluses. Yeah, and his minutes rose there. The first four... So you think he can start it from round... Round one. Because well, if we look at last year, the first four games, he averaged 44 minutes. Mm. Uh, he only needs an extra... Let's do some quick numbers, if I can do it live on air. Say he adds 10 minutes at a points per minute of 1.3. That's an extra 13 straight away, just with an extra 10 minutes. Mm. And he got so much better towards the end of the year. So, yeah, I absolutely think he can do it. I think he's priced... Maybe he's priced close to what he could be if it's his floor, but he's got upside as well. He um, does have upside in the front row position <laughs> where most don't. That being said, I also mentioned that I like attacking those middle-tier front rowers. They don't always pop up. Yeah, so, and what I would say is it's, it could come to a down to a decision, do I drop Tarfany right back down and play for feeder for one of those cheapies in mm. the back row? So that's just basically going through. So that's big decision number two. I suppose the most interesting thing is that you've gone with three gun front row. Well... That's a lie. 
Christian Welch at 464k. He's that middle tier that I was talking about. Yeah, and he, he did a job for me two years back when had like a career best year. And he'd be so underpriced because of the injury. Uh, they would have dropped his price back a reasonable he's amount. Cheap. He's uh, cheap. And the Melbourne yeah. middles, they're lacking. Especially Brandon Smith's gone. There's big minutes yeah. there to him. They've lost their two edge back rowers. Probably not as much a big impact on Welch. But there could be minutes there depending on how he comes back. And I suppose we'll get a, a look at him in the trials. Um, I remember when you owned him two years ago. And, and he's really good. He's averaging about 60 odd to start <coughs> the year. And he was offloading like... A bloody legend. Yep. Vintage Corey Parker. And he can score a try. And then he stopped offloading for you. Yeah. I ended up sacking him. I think I made some good decisions that year. I yeah. sacked him at the right time. But he did stop offloading a little bit from memory. But 91st overall that year, US by. It was, mate. It was. Trying to replicate things this year. Surprised you haven't reminded people yet. Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm humble. <laughs> but Christian Welch, he's also running off Harry Grant. Brilliant short passer. Yeah. Um, he's played at times without Harry in the past, where it's Brandon Smith, who obviously run a lot himself. He's a try scorer at times. I think at that price, he looks pretty handy. And, mate, last run at front row, a bloke that I'm super keen on as well. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I know roughly how many people listen to the podcast. I shouldn't say I don't know how many people listen to it. But he was in pod range early on, Ruben Cotter at 623K, but spruiked him on beers and break evens. There's a bit of hype around the socials. Don't know if I instigated it. Probably not. But, <laughs> mate, I, I think he's a lock for round one. He's so good. What a player. Um, I think he's a decent value as well. He's an incredible worker. He breaks, he breaks the line. He tackle bus, and surely his minutes are just on the up compared to last year. He would have come in underdone on the minutes, I imagine, and then he can he potentially plays eighty a lot of the weeks, just depending how they're going. Especially if there's any, you know, if they do run a utility off the bench, <coughs> they they pick four four benches at times. If they can run a utility off the bench, and there's a HOA here or there. He has them. We know he's got the motor to play the big minutes. Yeah, so, so it's about, about a point a minute normally, a little bit over. So 57 minutes per game the last year. I would be expecting 60 to 65 this season. Early on, maybe around the 60, but I reckon he can build that up, or will, to that 65 with one rest. Yeah, and if he plays 70, then straight away he's averaging over 70 or at least 70, yep. based on a 59 average. So he's a bit of a weapon. Obviously, we can't have him all, though. So maybe one of those front rowers goes for me to bring in Big Dave yeah. Fafita in the back row. But... Big preseason, he, plenty of discussion to be had. He's, I don't want to go early on this, but he like he could be a set and forget front row for me. The Origin <coughs> period obviously comes into that for Cotter, and that's where and buyers. So it's hard to say that about particularly Origin players, but I, I think he's won at decent price and the one that I'm paying up for in the front row. Nice hookers, a very popular combination to start the season in Harry Grant and Brandon Smith. Hard to go past, aren't they? Um, Lots of people are going against Harry Grant. They are. I haven't looked at his numbers. I'll try Tana, to since Tanner Boyd's come into the mix at a dirt cheap price. There's a few running with say a Smith and Tanner Boyd combination. I don't. I, I don't hate it. Um, but another of my boys, Harry Grant. Um, I'm, he's not a lock for me. I'll give you that. Why? He is for me. For Harry? Yeah. Um, he's eight sixteen. I just think potentially he's priced at about what he's going to score. He started. Yeah, off the year yeah. I'll, I'll pay that in that. So, average 78 last year. So, look, I can see him improving. However, you would argue he's there about his starting price. So, is there value early on? Probably not. Potentially not. And those first nine, ten weeks last year, he averaged about 90. I can't remember exactly what it was, mm. but it was huge. Melbourne on a roll. Pappy's potentially not there. Brandon Smith's gone, who we know he loves running off Brandon Smith. Is it a bit harder for Harry this year? He'll still be a weapon, but does he maybe average five less? Coming the, down a bit their, cheaper. Their pack is a question mark again. Yep. 
So if they don't get the momentum through the middle, those quick play the balls, possibly. And he's got to tackle a lot more, which has got to burn it out of him. He's not traditionally a big tackle. He did it late last season. Mm. Maybe that lessens his minutes potentially. So the more I talk about it, maybe he's not in my side to start. Big Harry. Yeah. Little I, Harry. Look, something would have to drastically change for me not to start with him. I just think... Again, origin period comes in, but he's one that I'm nearly happy to set and forget in, in hooker, you know, all things provided. If, yeah. you, if you were to stay fit in a perfect world. Uh, but I'm not going, I won't be going Smith and Boyd because Brandon Smith could potentially play his 50-60 if the Roosters have, an, have a utility as well. So it means you're starting one of those two guys, which might not be ideal. Yeah. So I think you want a good hooker ideally to open, which probably is Harry, unless there's some other options there. There's another, like. I, I know it's an early team reveal, but if you are going <laughs> against... Nico Hines at uh, halfback, and you're going with uh, Katoa. Katoa, uh, at this stage, probably not tipped to start the season. He may. He very much. He's so good. Like, uh, there's a lot of talk that, that he won't. It'll be O'Sullivan and Milford. It'll probably be that. I wouldn't be shocked if it was Katoa. But at this stage, you won't. Uh, if that doesn't happen and you still don't want Nico Hines, um, Tanner Boyd could be an option at half for you as well. Definitely. Good call. Right, mate. Um, not bad, I would say, for the the first episode in the studio. I, I was a bit worried about you, mate. I thought you might shit the bed, but you've been you've been all right. Hey, do you know me at all? Oh. Come under pressure. Hopefully, the people like my face, and <laughs> <laughs> I'll get my outfit back on as we head out. Of course, back to work um, after this. Yeah, back to work. I've uh, got to probably go to the pub later and obviously wear that in just so we can <laughs> chat some super coach with the punters. Oh, so now that <laughs> people know your head, mate, you'll be a celebrity. They won't be able to leave you alone. Oh, come say good day, please. Your life changes from now. Mate, I'm a people man. So uh, and Matty Boy, good luck with your pre-season prep. Thank you. I'll be, I'll be watching the trials closely and obviously having two ears on this podcast. Not just because I'm producing it, but, you know, for my own benefit. No excuses, mate. Excellent. Right, guys, cheers for tuning in to the first episode of the 2023 preseason for SC Playbook. Back tomorrow with beers and break even with the Rugby League Guru. All the content, the articles dropping on site from tomorrow. Excited for that. Have a good one.